away. We go. This is your Rest of the World podcast about living, loving, and laughing, getting inspiration through information. Today we have on the podcast the three members of the Jobber Tears podcast. We have Janelle from HR, Sarah Wilkins, and Mr. Black. How you guys doing today? Good, good, good. How are you? We okay. Good, good. We okay. <laughs> so serious down there. So first and foremost, um, thank you guys for joining the podcast. Thank you for, you know, devoting your time, this, you know, hour, hour and a half or so that I can like pick your brain and understand how you got into the podcasting realm. I think first and foremost is dope that you guys have weathered a storm of going beyond, you know, the whole podcast kind of rigor mortis where after like about 15, 20 episodes, people just kind of die off. Um, And you guys have like, founded content and discussions are very serious. Sir Wilkins, you have the most serious face when you do your Instagram voices, uh, Instagram videos that I've ever seen in my life to, depicting right next to usually a white man. And it's, it's, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> and you guys, and your guys banter is very like natural. And I, I, it comes from not just knowledge also comes from passion, which I enjoy as well. Thank you. Of course. See, see somebody gets it. <laughs> <laughs> two plus two. And I, I see you guys are also, you know, creating a network. Um, yeah. And that's big, big time shit. Uh, definitely within, you know, us African-American space to own something and technically own other people. Um, but I saw... You try to slide that in. No, no. It no. was a little bit low. No. Don't be a colonizer. Just... Don't be a colonizer now. <laughs> we just, no, we just like to give people a platform, you know, that we've created and allow other people to just yes. come and join us. It's a family affair. It's not... Yes. We own you. It's no. You can keep your us. masters. We're not Kanye West. You can keep your masters. Bars. I, I, I kid, I kid. But it's, <laughs> it's. I, I saw Mr. Black. You have your own like show coming up on there too, which is, which is super dope. That everybody can kind of like pivot on their own kind of spectrum as well. Because I think everybody, all three, of you guys have your own different voices, which is unique as well. Um. So the first thing I want to kind of get into is the first thing we go into the podcast is called the quarantine check-in. Um, and the quarantine check-in is a about three questions, three, four questions. And I just want to, it's kind of like a mental health check-in about how's everybody doing during the quarantine, how you guys are, you know, pivoting each other's, um, definitely your podcast during this quarantine time. Um, so this is the quarantine check-in. So first question I have for you guys, and you guys can answer one at a time. Can you give me one word that would describe your time in quarantine? Hmm. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what word? Um, dang. Um, um, movie. Mm. movie why why movie because you know me being a central worker when you out there especially you from new york so you understand imagine a monday and you're outside and no cars are on the road and it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon you you could literally ran down manhattan mm. streets and not one car could have hit you for miles movie like damn it's like um i am legend yeah. Style, yeah yeah 
Um, I guess I'll go next. Um, the first one that came to my mind was probably tested. Mm. Um, I say that because um I've never lost my job, like ever in life. Like I've never been fired, I've never been laid off. So that was like that happening to me tested me to like really step out of the box. And then I ended up finding a little hanky danky job at 7-Eleven. So I became essential. Like, I don't know anyone else that does that shit. Um, <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, you know what? This is a test. I got to figure it out. And then, you know, I eventually got another job where I'm in now. And, you know, just, you know, with our podcast, just in life in general, just everything, you know, I've been tested to see how far I really can go and show myself a different side of me. So that's probably the one word I can think of. That's dope. Um, I would say slow down. Those are two words. Is there a hyphen in the middle? Okay. It's two words. It's two words, whatever. And whatever, I'm going to say slow. That, 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 that didn't, <laughs> that's not going to work. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to say slow down because it was, um, it was the first time I didn't do nothing. You didn't like, do nothing. I like did anything. nothing. I did nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't anything. I didn't, um, really go anywhere. I didn't have to work. I just was home. And I think that was like one of the biggest things is that. And also another two words, smell the roses. Like you have to in, in, enjoy. Free. <laughs> Whatever, guys. Um, it, it, it's, um, it, it was a good time. It, it was different. To say mm. if that one, if you want to pick something, the the one word different, different. There we go. Um. So during this time, is there like any activity or any skill that you picked up that you, you know, you were trying to pick up, and since you have a little bit more extra time, you had the time to kind of focus on. Um, can't think of anything because I started with um, words. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just every skill that I I just perfected it that I already had before, like before the quarantine. Like as you can know, that we all was on this podcast. So mm-hmm. because of quarantine, I guess I was I'll say picked up by sharpening a lot of my skills. Like one of the obvious one is obviously public speaking, and you know perfecting the way I speak on the show. And I had a lot more time to practice, you know, talking to yourself. I, I pretend that I was actually on shows. Uh, I used to low-key watch wrestling match or other form of, of battle, such as battle rapping, that mm-hmm. I was able to practice, you know, um, practice like if if I was an announcer. Like, let's say if I'm watching battle rap, I'll be the guy, like, I used to pretend in my head that I was announced like, oh, he got him now. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Okay, got call up, you know, perfecting that because I understand that in this business of podcasting slash wrestling slash interviewing people, you have some kind of personality, but you cannot be a shell of yourself. You got to just be yourself, but turn up by 10. So for you to actually achieve comfortability in yourself, you got to put yourself in awkward positions that you're not usually used to. So I guess I didn't pick up, but I sharpened it. There we go. Sharpen a knife. Like it. Hmm, I don't know. A skill. I don't know. That was a good answer too. 
<laughs> I feel like I'm going to use his answer on mm-hmm. behalf of mine. Just because, I don't know, it just was because the time of, like, when I was at home, I literally was home for two weeks and was applying for jobs. And, and we were still doing, we figured, we started, we literally, I think, when the city closed, the week the city closed was, like, our 100th episode. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we recorded mm-hmm. our 100th episode. And it was the last episode we recorded in studio. And then right after that, the city just like completely shut down. So I was really home after that. And then that was just two weeks. And then I ended up finding, you know, a job and became essential and was working three, four days out of the week. So I didn't really have time to really like just sit as I thought I did. But I mean, I guess just still having the consistency of our podcast, like even though we couldn't do in studio. We ended up recording at home and and sticking to that. And that was just something like we had to make time for, no matter what we did, yeah. no matter what the world the world could have been crumbling, and we were still re- were recording. Yeah. And we probably caught some of our best interviews during quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Legit, like we could probably like some of those things we wouldn't have been able to do if we weren't quarantined. I think like so, it just kind of was a little bit of a blessing in disguise, like on the podcast side. Dope. Oh, I should go. Oh, um, uh, I think one of the biggest thing was script writing. So I finished um, writing three scripts during quarantine. And um, now I'm working on getting them sold and everything. Mm. But that that was something that I, that that I was, um, me and my partner, we, we, we wrote three during quarantine so i think that was like the coolest oh. thing the thing i did i didn't know that what genre non-fiction hmm? what genre yeah um it's non-fiction but but it's they're all um like real life people like real life incidents okay. that we took and then we we kind of like we put them we put them all together like i i think i called her on a random tuesday because i i during quarantine, all the gyms were closed, so I couldn't like go anywhere. So I would take like three mile walks, nice, um, just to get just to get out the house and like clear, clear my mind and everything. So I took three mile walks, and in one of the walks, I was like, "Yo, I got this idea. What do you think?" Because she's like a creator as well, and um, she's writing a children's book. Well, she just wrote a children's book, and I was like, "Yo," I called her up. I was like, "Yo, hey, I got this idea. Let's let's do it." And she was like, "Yo, let's fucking do it." So we would call each other like every other day she'll send me her part i write my part we'll put it together finish it out and i think just recently we just like put, put the final touches to it but that was like the yeah. biggest thing i did to quarantine and janelle mentioned like doing a show i think the show for me personally was having a schedule yeah facts uh-huh. facts like, I, something I look a- forward to and yeah i didn't have much of a schedule during quarantine like they were working but i wasn't because i'm a personal trainer so i'm working like at home like I was virtual, virtually training clients. So I've never worked from home in my entire life. Mm-hmm. So doing that, it was like, it was keeping me on schedule. Like we had to record like every Thursday at like, I don't know, like 5 p.m. Just throwing a number out and the time out there. And that was it. it so, was yeah. yeah. I mean, it hasn't changed for like two years. It hasn't changed. <laughs> like a year, a year, a year. No, yeah. a year since when um, AEW and uh, NXT went yeah, yeah, right. on Wednesdays. Can you guys yeah. hear me loud and clear? Yes. yes. Yep. All right. Making sure. Can you hear yourself? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> so, 
so since uh, I mean I haven't been really up on wrestling wrestling like that in a long time. Um, the the one episode I I did see um, is that you guys hate the Attitude Error. So I'm just going to like follow past that. That's kind of that's, wow. <laughs> that's like that's like that was, bad episodes ago. Like I, know. I, I listened to I listened to all the first five episodes and. The latest five. Episodes. Oh my god! How did the first five episodes? Sound? Yes. So it's it's there. There's oh there's you can see obvious improvement because there's a you know how like you there's open room space you can hear the yeah. open room space it's like a lot of hum. you're like okay and then you listen to the new one so I go back and forth you listen to the new one and you're like oh this shit clear as fuck they got they heard something they heard something and it was like yeah yeah we got to get better microphones or we got to get a better studio or something like that mm-hmm. yeah so what it was was because um we always thought about doing it but we didn't know how right and um there was two things that happened uh randomly i was on instagram one day and the studio that that we're at, we're at now pops up on my instagram and it and it said like um podcast studio mm-hmm. but at the time the location was like all the way downtown their location yeah. and i was like that's gonna be like kind of inconvenient for us so we'll continue doing what we have now plus it was like it it was you know it worked for us yeah and people people said things but nobody said anything really and i remember one random night i i emailed um I, you know who joe buttons is yeah you ever listen to his podcast? Yeah. You know who Ian is? Yes. I emailed Ian. Oh, okay. I emailed Ian um, a link of our podcast. And I was like, yo, hey, I'm not asking for anything. I just want to know what you think about this. And he emails me back like three hours later. He was like, hey, I listened to it. But the first thing I noticed is that you guys need better sound. Mm. If this is going to go anywhere. You need better sound. So then the same podcast studio, for some odd reason, they moved further uptown at their new location. Mm-hmm. So then I contacted them. They're like, hey, yeah, we're here, blah, blah, blah. We're at a new location. I was like, oh, this just fucking works. Because the new location was like down the block from where we were recording before. Perfect. So when we went there, it was just like they had everything there. It's a professional studio. It's like, if you, if you, I don't know if you have watched stuff on YouTube. But if you watch this stuff on YouTube, you'll see the, the you'll the see like difference. the yes. difference. Yeah, you definitely see the difference. You see, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I got for me. I did watch the first episode, and I watched the latest episode. You know, I always do that every so often. And Jesus Christ, like <laughs> oh my god, how bad we were! Oh Yo, god, we was terrible. We were just oh. mad, like gritty um <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot heavier then now it's just like night and day we're like we more smoother we more classier um how we present the product is a lot better like mm-hmm. it, it, it's like to us that was our attitude era you know yeah and we went from attitude era the ruthless aggression era we we're kind of a pc route that didn't work out for us now <laughs> we're in the era we are in right now where we just saying that Yo, listen, you're gonna take us for take you're gonna take us to take us. Yeah, it's take actually, us as we are. Yeah, like if you don't like us, oh well, there's another podcast down the block and two more and two more around the corner. Like we're not everyone's taste, but we understand that. But it doesn't mean that we're not someone's taste. Yep. Let me repeat that. We're not everyone's taste, but we someone's taste. Yeah. Well, he said. 
That's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so for as far as uh, as far as wrestling is concerned, since this whole quarantine kind of took away the crowd and the atmosphere and things like that, and, and everybody had to kind of like pivot and adjust. I know you guys were going to like local and you know big huge events like Royal Rumbles and some and Summer Slams and things like that. I had probably. the house booked for WrestleMania. I was going to Tampa. <laughs> I had my flight booked. I had a, we had to cancel, literally cancel everything, yeah. like two and a half weeks before it was supposed to be. So how you think? How do you think COVID has been like first impacting the wrestling you're watching, and then impacting you kind of like analyzing and diagnosing it and giving your opinion about it? Um, I guess for me per se is as far as um I see it, I see it two ways: the viewer experience and the wrestler experience. So as a wrestler, it exposed who was who, meaning that a lot of them depend on the crowd for the reaction. So a lot of times, because of crowd participation, a lot of wrestlers was quick to grow up very quick. Now with the COVID era is only person you're impressing out there are the boys. The boys basically the guys in the locker room. So they're impressing the guys in the locker room. They have to be on the end game. And a lot of them were saying that it brings them back to developmental where they didn't have the audience all they had was the peers to impress so when you have time to really flesh out your character on screen where the, the, the audience not dancing saying what or you suck or just chain stuff at you you're able to really hone in your skills you know a lot of wrestlers benefit that benefit from that such as Ray, um, Bray Wyatt um Seth Rollins um Sarah I mean um Sonia Deville the hurt business, even guys where you never expect to able to have able to brother my school, such as the Cedric, the Bobby Lashleys, and many others. As far as me as a viewer is, I was able to really determine what what was a good match in my head and what wasn't because it's because there've been matches that I watched where I'm looking like this match is terrible, but <laughs> always go into it because one of their favorite wrestlers was in there. So yeah. for me, it. I had to really pay attention. And because I was able to pay attention the way I was without no secondary distractions, I was able to pick up on more moves, able to um, name more moves. I was able to listen to commentary and realize, okay, that's how you call a spot. Um, that's what that spot is called. And able to, when I get into commentary, I'm able to fill in the blanks because there's no audience to fill that empty space. Because there may be a time in the match when audience is there where they quiet. All you hear is the wrestling real quick and the audience. Nah, there's no buffer. There's no, there was no safety net for those announcers. It was all or nothing. We got to fill in these blanks. So that was my general, general experience watching um, wrestling. You want to go next or? You can go. <laughs> um, for me, well, like anyone that knows me knows I'm always either traveling to go watch wrestling or doing that stuff like so that automatically made me like super like what am I doing with my life like, <laughs> I got to kill two birds with one stone all the time you know traveling to a different city but then yet watching the one thing that I love so to take like both of those things away I was like what am I doing but for me you know especially with like with WWE and even with AEW for the for them to still be on TV during quarantine just was my sanity like it was just like it was that piece of normalcy that I was that I wasn't getting from anywhere else. 
So I can always, like, everybody, like, people will downplay, like, oh, wrestling shouldn't have been on TV. Like, literally, every other sport stopped. Like, the world, when the world stopped, everything else stopped. But wrestling kept going. And to me, it just was like, all right, if if they can keep going, we can keep going. Nothing stopping us. And then even with, you know, it was sometimes hard because it wasn't a lot of information going on either. Like, for our for our show purposes. So, like, we had to kind of create and, and think outside of the box. And I think even on their end, they had to think outside of the box. You know, even now, them doing the Thunderdome or, you know, them doing, doing um, like, theatrical, like, matches and things. Like, we had to adjust and they had to adjust. And I think they kind of helped us keep, be motivated to do, you know, do those things that we normally wouldn't do. So that I can appreciate. Um, but I'm still missing out on that, like, going to a show like yeah. and missing that and experiencing that and and going out and, and you know also you know representing us because that's all you know that was always the thing you know always my one of my goals this year was for us to hit different markets and us you know have different connections and things like that outside of new york so you know that kind of halted it but it it, it definitely fueled that like all right next year or even you know whenever things kind of get back to the way we needed to, at least, that, that I can still do that, so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um, for me, a lot of it was, I felt bad for the, the wrestlers, because at the end of the day, um, they're in the entertainment business, and a live audience is what they, is, is where they make their money off of. Mm-hmm. Like, a live audience is what they dream of, about doing. Like, for instance, one of the guys named Drew McIntyre, he spent years trying to win the title and he won the title in the empty arena. He still won the title. He still became the man, but it's like, it's an empty arena. He didn't get that celebration that all his heroes, all the guys that he looked up to in the business got. And, and, and I felt kind of bad for that. Um, and, but one thing I will say is that wrestling's a different world. And Janelle kind of touched on it a little bit where we got to escape our world to go into that wrestling universe. Yeah. Even though it's a business, even though, you know, Vince, Tony Khan are trying to make money, trying to do what they got to do, fulfill um, contracts, whatever. But for for two hours, hour and a half, wrestling fans got something. Mm-hmm. They, they, got to, they got to get away from all the problems that they're having in the world. And, I'm, and I argue with people up and down about it. Like, they were like, oh, man, he shouldn't have been doing it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yo, listen, as long as there's people are safe. And for the most part, people were. There is like maybe 10% of people that did end up getting COVID in, in NXT and WWE, but it was nothing like, it wasn't a lot. And that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And listen, people aren't telling the NFL to stop and they're getting COVID every week with somebody. Oh, getting yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and to be real, um, WWE kind of saved AEW's ass because, you know, Vince uses connections and made wrestling essential in florida essential in florida who does that so but it, it for me it was i felt it, i mostly felt bad for the boys and you know there was stuff that we were going to do but we couldn't do it this year and you know i always think that okay everything happens for a reason yep java slam it was going to be big like, oh, oh my god that still, like, that still hurts like i don't think like people like, understand because like we we were going to do our own like we were going to plan for a show like fourth of july really? here in new york yeah like we had the main event set we we had storylines going like we were we were preparing for like the biggest event in in new york like no one could have tell us anything and literally corona no. said 
snatchies. No, thank you. <laughs> we don't want so, it. And it, it's it was crazy. It was crazy because I was um. So I do like like an IG live show with um one of one of the girls that's on our our network, and we were doing like celebrating Black women, and like Black women wrestlers, and I was just you know just googling random stuff, just doing my research for, just to like look up the women wrestle Black women wrestlers, and then I fell upon this this random blog, and they were talking about us. They're like, hey, in a couple of months at Jobber Slam, it's gonna be two Black women. Main event. Yep. But the article was obviously old. It was from like before before quarantine and before the pandemic really hit. But it was like, holy shit. Like we were, we had a little bit of press already before we even like were even about (laughs) to do anything. But yeah, but I always see like like you asked a great question in the beginning, like, what have you been doing during quarantine? Like what skill did you do? What whatever. But I always think like everything happens for a reason. And the way wrestling is going. It had to do some, a lot of cleanup in, within the business. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason, and, I don't, and it, nothing is ever dead and gone until it's dead and gone. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, that's what it was kind of for me when it came to the wrestling. Like I, for me, it was really about the about the wrestlers not being in front of the fans. Gotcha. Thanks, guys. That was the quarantine check in. <laughs> I have to do that. I have to. I have to put a little point there because uh, I got to put my little, uh, <laughs> my little hit, my little. Yo, y'all are stupid. <laughs> um, I like this guy. I like. This guy. <laughs> appreciate, appreciate you. Um, all right. So, next part is the get to know you phase. So, first and foremost, I'm going to ask the question that probably everybody in the mother asks you, or or probably eventually will ask you. You know wrestling is scripted. Why do you like it so much? Or what gives you the the passion? Or why do you still have the passion for it um, when you know kind of the veil of it is kind of unraveled because you know kind of who's who's going to go over or you possibly know that um, somebody's going to win um, because they've been winning for the past three times. I know you guys talked about uh, Cody Rhodes. Um, kind of being having a golden shovel at one point. Um, oh, look at you listening to the show. Oh, yes. I, told, I told you, yeah. I, I do I do my research. That was impressive yeah. because I was like, <laughs> I was like yes, we said that. <laughs> research. Um, but uh, so I just want to know, how do you feel when people, or maybe they haven't asked you or they will ask you, what would the answer be to them when they say, you know wrestling's fake, why the hell do you still like it? It's scripted. That's where we we correct them first. Okay, yeah. scripted. But also, like <laughs> every TV show you watch, every movie you watch is scripted, or a play, mm-hmm. or a play that you that that you do. Mm-hmm. And like, for okay, you watch a Marvel movie. I I saw Endgame about five times, mm-hmm. back to back. He's not lying. Mm-hmm. I've seen yeah. about thirty. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> and that movie is long. And that movie is long, mm-hmm. but it's good. But it's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. But you watched it. It's not real. There's no Iron Man coming out of the sky at, at five o'clock in the afternoon. It's yeah, that would be wild. Like, <laughs> like, no, that's not real. But you watch it, yeah. and I always find people who do who say that are usually like not the greatest people in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because it's like. You're being judgmental about mm-hmm. what somebody wants. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's not hurting you. It's not illegal. <laughs> it's what I like. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it. So the same way that you read a book, a romance novel, mm-hmm. like the same way you're in a relationship with a guy that really doesn't like you, but you think he, but you pretend like he does. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. It is and it's very idiotic. Wow. And, wow. and wow. it's very, in my wow. opinion, it's malicious okay. because it's like Ooh. you it's like it's none of it's what's the problem? Because you do this, mm-hmm. everybody does the same exact thing. Everybody likes something that's not a hundred percent real. If yes. it's a relationship, if it's a TV show, if it's a book, if it's a movie, you do it. Why do movies make so much money? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's just that's just my belief. No, on it. it's it's the truth though. It's 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 you like what you like, and like we all come from that you know that era where it was kind of like a hush thing. Like you didn't really yes. talk about you loving wrestling or you liking wrestling. Like honestly, I've loved wrestling since I was like seven, and yeah. and like even friends that I've had over 15, 20 years would tell you like Janelle's always loved wrestling. She's been the only one, and that's that. But it wasn't until I think I was in my mid twenties where you know we you know I I met Wilkins at his first viewing party, and side so, note, side note, side note, what? you know to clear the air, <laughs> my brother was the first one in New York to have viewing parties ever. To like anybody who out there who's who's he spreading false news, fake news on my brother. They have to understand my brother started it. That Facts. everybody hop on his dick like a rodeo and try to and try to be like, oh yeah, we started together. No, my brother was the first one. I remember I Scotty, RP to his friend, you know, who's in heaven right now, watching over us and said, My brother will be the Vince McMahon of viewing parties. And so he still thank is. you. I appreciate that, guys. Well, he we can still is. <laughs> what you mean? What, what you mean? We a team. We like black. Remember, we fought black tron out here. Remember oh, that. <laughs> Thank you. But anyway, that. as I was saying, so like it wasn't until I got older where it became a little bit bigger than just wrestling itself. It became just a community. It became a so like almost a social club. Like it was just like yeah. once a month, we knew we was all gonna meet up at this day at this time. Yep. Watch what we love together. Get some get some drinks. Get some wings and call it a day. Like and you <laughs> you create relationships and friendships out of that. Like. I've literally witnessed two people come together, had a date at a viewing party, got engaged at a viewing party, got married, had a gender reveal at a viewing party. Like people have <laughs> had created their lives. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, for that, real, like that yeah. is true. Yeah, that, you are right because it's the same. So we're talking about the same person. He's actually a wrestler too now. Yeah, yeah. yeah now yeah, he's yeah, a wrestler. Yeah. Like yeah, just, yeah. Because he 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 came. She took him on his first on their first date to, to the viewing party. You were right, mm-hmm. and then he asked her to marry her at, at a viewing Rumble. party. I remember. And then that. they had a gender reveal at like a viewing party. It was a yeah. NXT takeover. It was the one that was WrestleMania last year. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. takeover, and she and we all like was in on it. We couldn't tell him nothing. We he, like he was like it was a surprise for him. And we did a gender review. Like it's it's just it was the it's more than just wrestling, it's us creating a family bond and us like and if there wasn't wrestling, we wouldn't be able to do what we do, yeah. which is do mm-hmm. our podcast and create that platform. So it just became bigger than wrestling. So when people be like, Oh, it's fake, it's like why do you still watch it? Because I do. And like you just gotta hit people with the and because you sit here and you watch what you like, like why can't we do the same? So it's just, it's always a weird conversation, but like, like, like Sir Wilkins said, like, 
people that say that shit, they they're closed minded. They don't. It's it's almost a little bit of ignorance to it because just like mm-hmm. you have to look in the mirror at yourself and realize the things that you love. Not everybody's gonna like, but I'm gonna respect you for it because that's what you like. Yeah. So why we yeah. can't get the same? Exactly. Well, well, for me is you know I say basically everything they said, and I always give like the the same generic response. I always say, but your hair is fake, but you still <laughs> you still fall like it's yours though, right? Oh, f you, black! That I hate you. That you so mean. Blah blah blah. Wait, but someone then, has said that. You said that to someone, and they responded that way. Okay. I told you, I really don't care. Like, don't <laughs> like don't talk about wrestling. Like, I love wrestling. Like, I've been a fan forever. And you know, I was considered the weird kid. I was because not only into wrestling, I'm into anime, movies, everything that's nerd culture. I'm into everything. I know everything. So basically being put in that box in high school and just like Janelle, I actually kind of try to hide it. But mm-hmm. then as I got older, I just saying that, yo, I just accept the fact that this is me. And a lot of people who've been watching me throughout the years that who's been my friend since um, MySpace days, Skonex days, whatever, oh, whatever. Shout out to Skonex. People, don't, people out here don't know about Skonex. They don't understand my Skonex. <laughs> my first ever social media. That was, that was my first. Skonex was the shit. Classic. So being from Skonex, knowing, knowing like knowing like all these people, everyone see me now, they go, oh, shoot, you actually have a podcast. And the same people who are making fun of me, they're the same people who not doing nothing with their lives. You know, they you doing like the, the generic nine to five, the typical drinking on the weekend and smoking. And what are you celebrating? You're not celebrating nothing. You're doing the same thing you did since high school while I'm trying to do something. Yes, it may not be your ideal path to doing something, but this is my path that God put me on. So the fact that I was able to get so much out of this, and I literally went from the outcast to becoming the new norm, becoming the cool kid through this podcast. I met a lot of great people, a lot of great wrestlers. I met um, a lot of great filmmakers. Shout out to Glenn and his film. I met a lot of different <laughs> artists, you know. Shout out um, to my son, KJ Clemmer. I met even um, a lot of, I formed a lot of new brotherhoods, you know. Shout out to my son, Montezzi, you know. He's doing an excellent job. You know, his, his podcast is going to be on WWE Network soon. We met a lot of amazing people through this thing that we call wrestling. Mm-hmm. So you call it fake. That's good for you. But the things that you call fake, what have you, I'm like, what, sorry, when things that you adore and enjoy and you spend hours and hours, what have you gained from just being a viewer? Nothing, just an experience, but I'm actually living an experience. So that's why I tell people like nice. wrestling is a part of me. I'll never, ever put down wrestling. It got me to who I am today is a part of it. So when I have my kids, my kids, they remember that your know, great, great granddad set the foundation for this family. We don't have inheritance. We don't have, um, we don't have a trust for none of that. Me and my brother literally started from nothing. We started from the ground up. So when our generations come, they're gonna eat and eat and remember that them two did it together as a as a unit. You know, this is why we have a network. This is why we have this because the job to network is not only just a network, it's a place where people could be people and be themselves and spread their messages how mm-hmm. they want to view it. So that's why I tell people. Yeah. You, yeah. you sold you sold me. Uh, I'm willing <laughs> to be part of your network now. You guys just kind of like turn my arm. I guess I'm part of it. All right. Um I'll send in my application, whatever. Um no, but that's that's kind of like I, I, I feel a hundred percent the similar way because again, I am like 
techie by nature and i also enjoy anime comic books uh wrestling uh um and some other stuff that's just kind of like creating robots and coding and stuff that people are looking at you like what the fuck are you doing on on your weekend right so i i just want to ask that question and see how you guys kind of engage people that have that negative connotation to it um so let's go into the why. Why did why did you guys decide to band together and create this fucking podcast? Why? Why? You you guys have a bunch of time on you guys have things to do. What is the what is the why of Jobbers Tear podcast? So and the how, I guess guys. too. Who's going um who are like who's gonna be the middle? Who's gonna be the star? Who's gonna be the end? <laughs> so who's gonna do this? Uh, Janelle, I, I Janelle, okay, Janelle, by, I feel like default, that you tell the most like by default, story. Um, so just a quick synopsis. So me and Sarah Wilkins used to do a podcast previous to the Java Tears podcast, and creative differences happen. Yeah, and that's just life. And you know, we decided to move. You know, us do our own thing, and then those individuals were doing their own thing. And then, um, but it really started with Wilkins, you know, Wilkins and our old um, camera guy, Leo. Shout out to Leo. They always had a conversation about, and he suggested to Wilkins, you should do a podcast. So really Wilkins started, like had the thought to start the podcast, even the old one before we started this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then me being the busy bee that everyone claims that I am, you know, he was kind of like, he didn't ask me, but he was just like, he put on face. I never forget it. He put on face. like, anybody want to co-host a podcast? And I was just like, really? Like, Hello, like I'm, you never asked Chanel. You never right said here. nothing. You never said nothing. No, so I kept seeing it. No, Pride. So I kept seeing it. Pride. And I was just like, so I had a conversation with him, and I was like, "Yo, bro, like I, I, I got you." So because he's my best friend, I was like, "I got you, cool." So then when we stepped out of the old podcast and we, you know, started this one, it says his brother, yeah. um, and they already have a bond of um amount of years. So it just was the three of us coming together. And gelling, so that's why the first few episodes, I, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. I may have to go back and listen. Watch to it, yo! It's <laughs> attitude, so... everyone was wild. I was like, <laughs> okay, but I mean, but still a good information. Long story short, that's kind of like how things kind of happened. It was we started, you know, we started one. Me and Sir Wilkins started one together. Like we're on one, and then we started this one, and then enter Mr. Black, and then now we have the Java Tears podcast. <laughs> And been going on since almost like three years now, almost. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's just that's the Cliff Notes version of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna get too much into detail. Almost 150 episodes, soon. Damn, I don't, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Almost, um. So yeah, to, to go to piggyback on what she said, um, I had done a podcast with somebody asked me to be on their podcast because they knew I was a wrestling fan. It was like a while ago, and um. Our old camera guy came along with me. I was like, hey, come by, you know, get some content for my Instagram, whatever. And we'll, 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 we'll I just need some help. And he was like, all right, cool. I'll come with you. I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll buy you lunch. And that's how I'm going to pay. So I did the podcast and then I have, I'm having lunch with him. And then he's just like, you should do your own podcast, like Janelle said. And I was like, I don't have the time for this shit because <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know when I'm going to find the time for it, which is something that, um, I hate when girls say this, where they're like, "If if you like something, you'll make the time for it." It's for it. Yeah, something when it comes to women, but um, I it, mean, it, I got it all the time from guys, so don't feel like that was that's not an only female thing to say. Like, I yeah. got plenty of of guys that hit me with the 
you're too busy. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, okay, I guess. So yeah, that's that's basically which what it was. And then um we started with so then I was watching um first take at the gym because um I was working out and I was like, yo, there's nothing in wrestling like that. Mm-hmm. So then I went to my old um my old business partner and I was like, yo. Cause he was complaining about he need he's trying to find he's trying to like up because I was working because me and him worked on a brand together. And I was like, yo, um, he kept complaining, like, we need to like up the brand, we need to do more stuff, blah, blah, blah. And at the time I was a heavy podcast listener. So and I, but I didn't know how I was gonna do it because I had Leo in the back of my head. That, that's an old camera guy's name. And I was like, how are we gonna do it? So then I came to him about it. He was like, Yeah, that sounds great. But I was like, we need a female on there. So like she said, I put the post up. But I didn't want to ask her. I knew she had a lot going on. So see what I mean. As we're doing, as we're doing the show, it like mm. it's funny. I always say everything happens for a reason. The old the dude, my old business partner, couldn't do an episode, and I had asked my brother to come on. Oh yeah. And my brother did a really good job, and I I kept it in the back of my head. I was like, yo, I need to do something with him. So when me and my old partner had like you know creative differences. Leo, Leo was like, let's do our own. I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. Like, I, to be honest, I always tell them this. Leo made it happen, and he doesn't know. Wow. Like, he has a he has a, a huge part of, like, starting it because he was our camera guy in the beginning. We didn't pay him nothing. Um, he, he recorded his stuff. He put it on YouTube. Sometimes he would do some stuff. You're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Like, he would, no, so, like, he would come, like, he'll be recording, like, he'll set up the camera, and we'll be going, and he's on the side, and he's telling us nasty-ass stories, and he got no shoes on, and he's either running when he would run late, and if, let's say, it was raining outside, he ain't got no umbrella, like, it just was always something, like, he was, he was, you know, like, um, Martin, we had bro man from the fifth yeah. floor. Mm-hmm. He was our bro man from the fifth floor. <laughs> yeah. Because he was the he was the bonus like character in, yeah. in our podcast at the beginning. Yeah, because I remember one episode, we recorded like 45 minutes to an hour. And then we go on, he's like, wait, stop. I was like, what happened? He's like, I didn't press record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo. Yo stuff like that. Where you go, you know what? <laughs> And you know what? And it's either or. It's either or because he'll do that or he'll actually really catch us in a good, like, catch us in a good groove and then the battery will be dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, bro, did you prepare for that? And the battery be there for like a whole 30 minutes. He's not even paying attention. (laughs) And you look at him like, why would you do that? And then it's just like, he's like, he, he was just like one of those dudes where he's like kind of like a childlike mentality. He go, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't mean to Yeah, do like, it. he he, he, do, he don't like, like, low-key, he don't like confrontation, low-key. Yo, he hate it. He hate and it. He hate he, it. And he doesn't like when people's, like, mad at him. So, like, I think it was one time, like, I was really, like, I, it takes a lot for me to get mad, but I was mad, <laughs> and he just felt so bad. Like, I can see it in his face, like, he was just like, yo, I don't want her to be mad. Like, yeah. I don't want to be upset. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. So, like, I'm so sorry. Like, it was just like, but, 
it's it's always like like Sir Wilkins said, like honestly, Leo is always gonna be a part of our foundation yeah. of the Jabba Tears podcast. Like those episodes, like you go back and watch and just certain things and stories and you be like, What? Like what? like <laughs> my favorite is him sleeping with with the bum in the park. That's yeah. my chicken. Yo, 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 listen, yo, listen. Yo, listen. You know what though? You know what ever. though? Nets pay him homage to Leo. So Leo, guys chill him out chill him all the time. So Leo, like, I call it Leo's story. So one day, me and Leo was talking one day, right? And then he was like, yeah, man, you know, um, I want to, I was so horny. And I saw her bum. I was like, wait, what? Then he offered her chicken, Popeye chicken. <laughs> but you think that how that is fresh Popeye chicken? Because you know about fresh Popeye chicken. It hit different. There's nothing. It hit different. So I'm thinking that he said, nah, man, I gave her cold chicken. And I kicked it out after I was done in the cold. I was just like. What? And it, it like it's a lot because I don't want to incriminate him at all. You did. You did. You did. You did. No, it's just no, 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 no. Yeah. Ain't nothing. No, no that's that nothing. That's the yeah, that's not, ice even, that's nothing. not. That's nothing. <laughs> that is like the most safest story I could tell you. Really? It's my favorite because it literally came out of nowhere. Like I don't that even remember nowhere. what we were talking about. And midway through the show, he was just like, yeah, I slept with him. Because actually, sometimes what we used to do was, or we still do from time to time, is when we go live on Instagram, yeah. you know, people that review, they would ask questions and stuff like that. And it was a way to get people that was watching us in, involved in the show. And that was a part of them investing in the show. And, I, and that's a huge testament, honestly, to us to this day is, the amount of people that have invested into the Jabba Tears podcast, whether it's yeah. not even in a financial way, but just on a supportive way. So yep. it would be questions they wouldn't even ask us. They asked Leo. And yeah. but and because Leo was doing the camera, like he was holding the camera that was live, he would be able to read. He couldn't even read the goddamn questions sometimes. So it'd be like, <laughs> Leo, slow down. Read the questions to us because we can't see it. So yeah. it is... It was a lot of just great, like, stupid, funny moments in the beginning. You're like, what the fuck? Like, I remember once, um, because it was really like, do it yourself. Yeah. So yeah, we, we like now, now, now we're like in a like legit studio. We have we have a like fucking HD camera. We have like real mics. We have everything. But before when we started, so. In um in New York, there's a a, a dancing theater, a, a dance studio called Ripley Greer's Theater. Yep, you've heard of it, yeah. Yes. So not Ripley Greer's, Ripley Greer's Dance Studio. Mm -hmm. So in that dance studio, they have one office space room, and we used to rent it out every Thursday, and that's why you hear the sound in the background. It was the echo. Yeah. The echo uh, you heard. We had the we had lapel mics that we used because because I didn't want to carry around like huge frostbite mi microphones and stuff like that. So we used lapel mics and uh, we used like uh, some regular DSLR camera, and then we had a recorder that sat on the table to to, to um pick up our sound. And we would just just work magic what we had in there. She would write on the board, job tears, so you can see it in the background every week. Yeah. And like you can't even like, see it barely, but yeah. it was there. Me and my brother got into a fight once, like a legit fight. Legit, um, the serious. Uh, there's a hole. There's a hole beside. If you go there, it should still be there. One it of the paintings. Be, unless they there's a hole behind the painting. Yeah, because <laughs> we got into a fight. 
So in the beginning, just to, just to like I guess to like put it all together, like that's how we really started because it was literally by ourselves. Like we didn't have a brand behind us or anything like that. It was just us three coming together with Leo, just building something, and it actually took off faster than I thought it was going to take off. Mm. And people paid attention a lot more. Yeah, and yeah. even regardless of like the first, I guess, 50, 60 episodes with the sound not being perfect, people still listen. Yes. People still listen. People still watched. And um, it worked. And people caught on. And, and I told them, I remember, I'll never forget the day I told them, I was like, yo, this is going to be a great thing, us three. And they all looked at me like I was stupid. Me too. I was Because <laughs> it, was, it was us three. It was like, at the time, there wasn't that many black wrestling podcasts. Yeah. So we were like kind of ahead of the curve and a lot of stuff that we were doing was ahead of the curve. Like we use an IG live, like every week, nobody was using IG live before yeah. into the pandemic. Yeah. Like we're doing that. We, we have a YouTube, like I follow the kind of formula that Joe buttons and like, um, brilliant idiots did. Yep. And I just put it in our little like DIY type, 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 type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it was very humble beginnings for us. Very. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was like, for me, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, we was like I was about it, but it. it was so raw. Like at work, I used to work at night from four to twelve thirty. Sometimes even later. That's a whole other story. Damn. But um, I remember like that was like the ultimate. Like that shift, you meet a lot of interesting people. You be like, <laughs> I have stories for days working that shift. But anywho, I remember to take two hour lunches so I could shoot the podcast on Thursdays. It wasn't Thursday originally. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Yeah, it was yeah. Wednesday. So two hour break. So people knew that I'm shooting a podcast. I'll be back in two hours. So basically, I was the dude that you wanted to work with because I used to do all the work for you, everything, give you nice comfort position. So by the time I come back, it'll be like around like 10. And I go, Good night. And people's like, for real. I was like, yo, good night. I see you. I, I see you tomorrow. So I was the guy that you you wanted to work with because I gave you a uh, a third day off, technically. <laughs> So gotcha. um, going through that, whatever, it was like a real, like, it was a real, like, I never did something like this. That's what the version says. Shout out Kanye West for bittersweet. Um, so yeah, it was like a real humbling experience and <laughs> having stories for days. And I see like, what we, you did there. We all did. We yeah. all did. I see what, see what you did there. Don't encourage you know, you have to say. You have to say it. I see what you did there. Right. Yeah. Thank don't you, thank encourage you. And that's thank why you. we didn't say that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So... It, it was just, it was real cool. And on top of that, we had a lot of like skits and we worked with a lot of other brands and they people, had their own storyline. Yeah, it was, was cool. Like we, like, we, like we wrestled and people have to understand like the Bible talks about this is, is um, what fruits do you produce for your tree? And I was saying this in a group chat a couple of days ago to them is everybody that who did right by us, everybody that who never backstabbed us are prospering. We have people um, doing big things in WWE. We have people doing big things on their show, having having these big-time big guests. We have people expanding their businesses. People who've done so much that who was so tied to us. Like, when you think of Job and Tears, you think of they was on this show. So people who pass through us are doing so much good things, and it's because it's what the fruit that you produce from your tree. And we find out very important, shout-out to Joe Kim of Battle Club. He said, yo, your brother and brother got to be the indie scene. So we stuck to that. You know, we had a lot of indie wrestlers. Like to us, we became the rap city to them where it was from yeah. back in the day for many of these art, for many of these artists. So we became that. 
So when you become that, you get a lot of hate. When you do the stuff that when you're the first for anything, people are going to find some fault in your armor. Yes, we all have some kind of fault in the armor, but it's all about how you display your flaw and how you evolve from that. So us coming together, um, um, I like to say that Blacktron, you know, and Leo formed the sword. It was like a unity that we had to go through it. Like we had to go through the school of life the rough way, because if you know us individually, we are like great leaders and we hate follow. Like, like we're not great followers, but because of this podcast, mm-hmm. we allowed to not only lead, but follow. I like to compare it to the shield where when you watch the shield rise in WWE, one moment, Dean Ambrose was a leader. Next moment, it was Seth Rollins. Next minute, it was Roman Reigns. Because they're allowed to do it, that was very unique POV when it comes to building a trio where they all branched off and became big stars in their own right. Look at Seth, look at Roman, and look at Dean. You know, actually, Dean, I, I don't know what happened to him, but there's a guy who pops up, looks just like him, John yeah, Moxley. No, no, it's the same so, you know, no. please talk so about, I don't think he knows who, you know who the shield is, Drew? Yeah, I know the shield is. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's make sure. Because I'm like, like the world. We're kind of like Jadis. We're kind of like Jadis and Miles P. And, um, and Sheik Lutz, if you, if you listen to um The Lock. Like D-Block? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. man. He's from New York. Don't assault yeah, him yeah, yeah, on yeah. a you show. Kinda, kinda, it's, a, it's a little bit. But I, I'm, I'm going to take it in stride. I'm going to keep on moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I so I, I guess the there's no easy transition uh, to, the, to the next part. But first and foremost, I, I love the origin story. You know, I love a good origin story. I love how, you know, the Spider-Man origin story, even though they keep on doing it over again. So you guys' origin story is raw as hell. And it's pure grassroots, too. Yeah. It's Absolutely. pure grassroots from the seed all the way to the tree. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, bearing fruit. And what's what's more than picking fruit off your own trees? It's nothing better than doing that. Um Bars. I'm using that. I'm using that. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely gonna use that. <laughs> Um, but the next part of the podcast, because I gotta go, um, is <laughs> it's not not that it's not been a great conversation, but the next part is shots fired. So it's gonna it's called I call it elevated icebreakers. It's about 15 to 20 questions. Um and the first thing that comes to your head, just spit it out. So we're gonna just do it one at a time. So um so my answers, the next person answers, the next person answers. It's cool. Yeah. So who's first, Janelle? Then you know, no, no, no. You go first, then I'll go, and then your brother will go. <laughs> okay. Sorry, we had to. Yeah, we had to get that straight first. So, <laughs> so don't forget, you go first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. You ready? Yeah. This is shots fired. What's your favorite color? Black and purple. Blue. Um, black. Favorite sport. <laughs> Football and basketball. Wrestling and football. Um, wrestling then football. Favorite movie of all time. Of all time. That's hard. Can we do? Can we do? Can we give you two? You've been doing it already, so go ahead. Right. <laughs> Paid in full and come to America. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna go Lion King. Um, Pain and Full and Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Uh, what movie do you hate to love? What movie that you, like, you hate to tell people that you love? Oh. 
dang. Um, um, I don't know because I'm not afraid to tell anybody what I love. Okay, Let's get, get rich, get rich or die trying. Mm-hmm. That's a hard classic, right there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I what's funny? I just posted about this movie. Fuck, it has um Demi Moore and her husband in it. Is Willis? Uh, no, not that's, that's, oh no, Ashton Kutcher. No, Michael. My, not not oh, not Demi Moore. It's not. It's uh Michael Keaton. I think his name is old dude. Randomly, it's a movie that I saw when I was ten years old, watching WB Eleven. It's about a dude. Who gets accused of rape, uh, um, and sexual assault, whatever? Yes, yeah, she's. And, um, and she was she the one that actually was doing it? Not him. Yeah, she was doing it. I because so, I, I was just watching. I was watching Big Mouth before we saw it, and I remember great, great that's, like, that's the only movie I remember. Like the before Me Too, he Me Too, she Me Too him, and yes. then accused him of Me Too. So there's that the movie. So there's a podcast um, called uh, How Does It Get Made? Um, yeah. If you ever... They do that movie on there, but I can't remember what it's called. Hold on, hold um, on. Two seconds. Like, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Okay, go ahead. Uh, now, now I need to know. Because I just wrote about it and, I, and, it, and it just popped in. It just like... Oh, I know, now I remember. Disclosure. Disclosure, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I remember watching that when I was like ten years old, randomly. What? And... <laughs> what? WB Eleven used to have some crazy ass shows classics. on later. Oh, classic stuff on there. <laughs> they used to have some crazy. And now that they don't put all the like black shows on Netflix, it made me realize UPN Nine was the ultimate platform. Yes, for yeah, it black was. Shows. It was like, the only platform. Like legit, like it's it crazy. Like I'm really waiting now for them to put in the house. On Netflix, because that's oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The GOAT? Alakujay's <laughs> original GOAT. You know that how that nobody said that he's the GOAT, but he's the GOAT because when your phrase is 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 in sports and everything, you are the GOAT. People forget that he made a song called The GOAT. Yeah. I'm just saying. This is why LL Cool J is legendary, and he is the go, and he also from Queens. He's from know? Queens, so that's why they're they gonna say that because he's from Queens. When one of the most slept on comedians of our time and generation is the Wayne sister. Yeah. Ooh. He is slept on. She has Kim some, Wayne's Kim is, Wayne's. like she has some hits like hits. in like some hits that Call they, a hit they maker. Yeah. And she was she was sexually assaulting Ella Cool J in that that too. Um she was. <laughs> I think you want to say Patrice O'Neill. I was like, oh, nah, yeah, Patrice O'Neill is, is that guy. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know if you yeah, ever yeah. heard his like uh, his comedy. Like his oh. like, oof. he loves Patrice O'Neill. Of yeah. course, man. We could be here all night. So, Aunt, so Drew, your next question because we'll be here all night. Okay, <laughs> let me save you that. Yeah. Um, one place you want to visit that you haven't yet? Haiti, Greece, Japan. Japan. Okay. Would you prefer to travel back in time or forward in time? Yeah, these are deep. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. I don't know wanna I don't wanna know how it ends. So back in time. I would say back in time. 
nah, I'm more about trying to save the world. So I'm going to go in the future and then come back and then save it. Okay. Okay. Back to the future four. Heard mm-hmm. you. Okay. Black edition. <laughs> Black the Haitian future. edition. Black to the future. Um, <laughs> celebrity- Yo! <laughs> who's, your, who's your celebrity crush? Oh, Queen Latifah. Jay-Z. Jay-Z? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Celebrity crush? Um, Damn. Can I give you two? Of course. No, we don't got no rules here. <laughs> Real family. Um, right now, like right now, it's going to sound crazy. I am, I got three actually. So I'm going to tell you right now. All right. It's Aquafina. I don't know if you know who she is. The Asian chick? The Asian chick. From, yeah. She does, she um, got the show on Comedy Central. Uh, but she living at home. Okay, that's the first one. Next one. <laughs> um, Sarah Silverman. Oh, okay, oh. yeah. I, 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 I understand why. I got you. Go ahead. Um, and this is way left field. The voice is wild. Sarah yeah. Silverman is way left field, but okay. <laughs> no, this one's way left field. But I just enjoy women that that just get it. Issa Rae. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not yeah. left field. That's, that's not, not left, left field. field. Man, that's, that's not, not left field. She got great teeth. Sarah yeah, yeah. Silverman is left field. That is left field. Nah, My- Sarah Silverman is <laughs> Drew knows. Yeah, I, 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 her voice is fire. Uh, I don't know about you. Mine, mine is Jennifer Anderson. So I understand that just kind of like complete, like yeah, I get you, brother. Uh, <laughs> Does your wife look like her? No. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> I did black, black, like slave black. <laughs> I don't play. I don't play. <laughs> I see you out there. I like you. You see, I already knew that. I already knew that I would like you because he liked the black sisters like me. <laughs> you know, my man said to the slavery day. Michael Blackston black. Imagine a movie that way, though. A movie where you're preventing slavery from happening. Yeah. Like that's the whole movie concept. Yeah, okay. I I I, well, I love it. So Black to the Future. Script. That's like perfect. Black to the Future. They do the same thing that's in Back to the Future, but instead of going in and trying to stop your mother from getting raped, you try you try to stop slavery <laughs> with an iPhone. You just have an iPhone. That's all you have. Is the iPhone is transporting you back and forth. That's all you need. Oh man! But hey, because the downside about it is how you gonna charge it when it dies. Mm. You you you're smart enough to go back in the future. I, I think you'll figure that out. <laughs> no, you only have two hours to get it done. Ah, that's Ooh. a good that's one. Ooh. Yeah, an iPhone automatically transfer you back to the future. I mean, to the present. I like yeah. it. But then you, you can't stop slavery, so you have to kill Christopher Columbus. Okay, mm. Drew. Next question. <laughs> you just lost some sponsors for that comment. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it ten years. Watch it ten years. You know, Sir Wilkins said this 10 years ago. About Christopher you know, Columbus. Yeah, you know, we hate white people. I, I never said that. <laughs> I mean, now they call it Indigenous People's Day, so we're yes, just, yes. we're, we're That totally... doesn't even make it better. So yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> like, what? Um, so, which, who's your favorite artist? And this is a, pre- I'm going to preface this by saying, it doesn't have to be a musical artist. It's anybody whose art invokes emotion to you. So it could be a painter, it could be a dancer, it can be a sculptor, it could be a um, comic book artist, it could be anybody like that. 
Um, <laughs> it's several people I like. Several people I like. So since okay, my give gave, him three. Give okay, him I like to say that three. So thank you. First, first is um, first I have to say is Tyler the Creator. Big fan of his work. I love his music. I love the fact that he evolved through his music. One of my favorite albums is um, I think I think it's I don't remember Goblin like. It's several favorite albums. I have several favorite songs such as Awkward, Answer, um, November, many different songs. I actually saw him live in concert. And man, nice. that man could perform. And him. Second person is, I have to say, Kanye West, because the things that he did, and when you watch the interviews from the beginning and now, he's the same exact way. You could tell that something was off by him, the way he talks. I remember his early interview, he was just like, he went, <laughs> and I noticed that I was just like, like, what's up with him? I never knew that comes to find out he's bipolar. And that was him maintaining his weirdness in one. And the way that he's able to go from the college dropout and until now. And people so caught up say, I'm with the old Kanye West. Well, you can't get the old Kanye West because he's not in that life. He's not struggling anymore. He's the top of this game. And I respect his hustle because everything, everything that he said <laughs> that he was going to do, Everything that he said that he was going to do, he did it. So I respect him. And third, of course, you know, of course, my dad, the OG, uh, you know, King Darkskin himself. father. I already... <laughs> oh. Go ahead, Finnis. Not your father. <laughs> you know, this is how you're talking about, man. You know, like I said, like I finished, you know, you know, my dad, Morris Chestnut, because I feel like he put on for the Darkskin brothers because... You know, everybody knows this. When you first get in your uh, facial hair, you go to the barber shop. You said, I get the Morris chestnut. We all had the Morris chestnut. Like the beard people always start off with the Morris chestnut. It's always because that's a classic, clean look. And he was the one that who taught how to like, he broke the mold of dark skinned people because he wasn't abusive or nothing. When you watch a Morris chestnut movie, <laughs> you know that he's going to love the woman right. He's like, oh man, <laughs> he's going to have swag and everything. Like he tried to switch it, like switch up by being a bad guy. But it's not believable because it's Morris chestnut. Like, bro, you're a natural good guy, bro. Like, it's okay to be a baby face. But I respect it because he's trying to grow from that typecast that he put himself in. But he made a lot of money. So those are my three pillars. That I like, you know. Wow, I don't know how to top that, but um, <laughs> the first time I'm gonna go ch- as cheesy as ever is gonna be my mama. Oh, and oh, I say that, <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't really, you know, I don't really put her out there like that, but uh, um, it should probably never hear this, so it's even better. Um, oh, thanks, my, <laughs> she don't even she don't listen to my shit. No, <laughs> she don't listen to my shit, so I know she ain't gonna listen to no. But um, no, I say her because to me she's just you know we oh we always look you know everybody looks up to their mama, <laughs> but my mom literally had me when she was in the middle of her pharmacy school days and she finished she graduated and then she got her master's about two years ago and now she's going for her PhD. So like my mom is just like the epitome to me of like the ultimate like hustler. So black excellence. She oh it's mm-hmm. God. black excellence. Like Mama in, HR. Shout to you, Mama HR. <laughs> um, the I'll do three. The second one actually would be Tyler Perry, oddly enough. And it's not even like because you know I mean some of the movies is a drag. Not even gonna hold you, but <laughs> a just little the drag. story. A lot of drag. He, he got but some just, bangers out there. He got some just, bangers. He but just his whole, state. like, honestly, his journey of literally, like, started from the bottom, now we're here, and, like, the further fact of him owning 
his own movie lot, like being a black man and doing that. Like I just, you know, for like we always push black excellence on our podcast. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's been times where people will question, like, like, what do you mean? Like, do you only support black people? And it's just like, we do support black. Yes, absolutely. yes. <laughs> and we're and we're, and we're never and we've never been scared to say that. It's always been like it be our we, own people questioning that, right? And it, and it's and it's sad and unfortunate, but it's a part of the reason why we always express. You know, I always sign off the show saying hashtag Black Excellence because that is an important piece to our to our foundation and into our network and into just everything that we've done it's really just just create to be able to showcase people of color and people that we know so Perry would be one and then of course the last but not least but absolutely be vincent kennedy big man like i don't give a fuck mm. what anybody Hello, says. Virgo. like mm. first of all tyler perry and vincent man are both virgo so boom um but vincent man is just the ultimate like if I ever met him, I just want five minutes just to have a business conversation with him. Like, I want some advice. And it's so funny because one of, like, for me, our greatest episodes that we did, we interviewed uh, Recipe Shad Gaspard of Crime Time. And just the way that he spoke about Vince, it just it just validated. Like, I was just like, yo, I gotta, I gotta have this opportunity to meet Vince. Like, if he's, like, how he, like, how he say he is. I gotta have five minutes. Yep. Like, what is this about? So Vince, Tyler Perry, and my mama. Wait, wait, wait. Before my brother go, I know I know I'm going against the rules, but the fourth person I forget is Charlemagne because oh, yeah, he Charlemagne's a fellow cancer and that's my birthday buddy. Wait, you're a cancer too, dogs? Yeah, yeah. This is, <laughs> I told y'all I drew the world. Man, <laughs> I was fed. He's a cancer like me, so you understand. Ooh, wait, are you? Wait, you're, you're June or July cancer? He's a June June twenty ninth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The next day is my birthday. There you so go. This is, no this is why we like this. so Charlemagne. Reason why I like Charlemagne so much because quick story. Some girl I used to talk to in day, she said that you might be a Charlemagne. I'm like, man, you know, I, I ain't don't like no Charlemagne that I watch this stuff. And I admire him so much because he's not afraid to be unapologetically himself. Mm-hmm. And, and no matter how much people get it on him, talk, talk about him, he always strives to be his himself and he's not afraid to grow. You watch him from beginning of Breakfast Club and until now. Who would have thought that the same man that who's sniffing girls' chairs after they leave become the man that who talk about mental <laughs> illness, who's talking about... Um, Health. We're talking about um, elevating the, um, the black culture mm-hmm. and have his own network, fifty feet um 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 venture with iHeartRadio. Radio. He did it his way. He gets ridiculed all the time for being a thousand percent himself. But I admire that because I see the importance when it comes to this game. He was ahead of his ahead of the curve of this, and he because Charlemagne was able to walk, I was able to fly mm-hmm. and be myself, hundred percent. So that's my fourth guy. That is my mouth rush more of greatness. Here we go. Okay. So I guess it's my turn. Yes. Um, number one. <laughs> I hate you, you know. Yes. <laughs> number yes. one for me, um, they already know that I in my head I'm part Samoan. Fuck. Oh my God. Uh, so number one for me is um <laughs> is, is legit the rock. Dwayne Johnson. I Dwayne the Rock that. Johnson. And you gotta like for me, the reason why is because He's put a lot of hard work into everything yeah. he everything yeah. he had. Um, literally, him and his him and his ex wife are best friends. That's for one. That's like 
the greatest thing in the world. They're business partners. Mm-hmm. And he owns the XFL right now. Yep. He's one of the one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He has one of the, the biggest Instagram followings of any American male in the world. Like it, it's a lot of hard work, determination, and he's done it from the ground up. Like he always talks about the seven dollars, having the seven bucks in his pocket, and that, that's what he's done. Um, also, his partner in crime is a lot of stuff with him. I I love Kevin Hart, another yeah. fellow cancer. You know, just like us, Drew, you're cancer. So, so Rock and Kevin uh, Hart, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a cancer. Kevin Hart, um, done a lot. Came from nothing as well. Number three for me is Jay Z. Like he's reinvented himself numerous oh, times. Yeah. I listen to the four 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 album every time. I feel like, like I'm not being a, a good enough man to my girl, so yeah, I listen yeah. to that album. Huh? Um, but yeah, that he's that's pretty much my list. I also uh, like a, a good like you know throw in is Joe Budden. Like. Okay. I've listened to his podcast for years, and you also got to respect a man who wasn't was an addict mm-hmm. and whose life was completely messed up. Yeah, and he found his calling, and, and like he's doing his thing right now. So that's that's my little my my little vibe. Yeah, he pump pump pumped his life up. Um, you see what I did there? I see what you did there, <laughs> my dogs. <laughs> Dang, drew the world. Oh man. <laughs> Oh man, listen, Drew, you, you gotta come with Mr. Black though. <laughs> Ooh, he pumped No <laughs> Lord. They got him all the time. <laughs> all right. Um, what's your most used emoji? Oh, um, it's the heart, is the black heart and the black fist. Um, it would be the emoji where you thinking. <laughs> what I use. Um, mine is the eyes, the the two eyes, and also the trophies. I be, I be putting that under the hose pictures. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna steal You're that wild. one. <laughs> like, like if, if a joint on Instagram looking bad, good. I don't want to get in trouble by my girl, but she don't know what it means. So I put four trophies underneath. That's a that's a good that's a good. I want to use that one. I'm you using that the, the thing is the secret behind. I'm about to tell the sauce. So <laughs> I got it from Maul from the Joe Buttons podcast because he he puts money bags under people's pictures. <laughs> so then I was like, now nah, I'm gonna switch that's it up. Not real Drake that's not real Drake. <laughs> so, Put the trophies, and then when they see it, it doesn't come off like, "Oh, he, he's mad thirsty." Oh, he's so he's like legit showing me love and like giving mm-hmm. me a compliment. The shit, I who so I thinks tested that it you out putting a trophy emoji? Yo, let him explain. <laughs> let no, him explain. No. Let him explain the science. <laughs> Shut up, hey, no, man. No, no. So I I did it. I did it one day. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to like Mad Girls pages and see how this works. And let's say I went to 20 girls' pages, at least 10 to 15 will reply back, yo, thank you so much. That's really nice of you. <laughs> I was like, because they see the trophy, they're like, yo, what does that mean? But it must be something nice. Because I always put four, four trophies. You see what we, four. 
So you put the four trophies underneath, and they go, oh, he's so nice. <laughs> like, I'm really friends off of that. It's it's a good idea because f- four is enough where it catches your eye that it exactly. fills up the comments line. So you're, you're just like, oh, okay, four. Like, if you put one, it would just go by night. If you put two, it's too little. Four is like the perfect number. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It worked. The four, the four trophies work underneath. Mm-hmm. I do that. And then I be getting, but, then, but then I realize I can't do it too because I got a whole ass girlfriend at home and I don't know if she's going to stop drinking. So... <laughs> But yeah, like those are my emojis I use. Oof. Okay, that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> you get the idea. I won't use the trophies, but I'm gonna use the fist. Like, oh man, he supported me. No, no, no. <laughs> no that could be taken. <laughs> no. Listen, you gotta encourage these hoes out here, man. <laughs> if you could hang out with one cartoon character, who would it be? Oh man! Oh, oh. Fillmore, Fillmore, okay. because <laughs> that dude was smooth like butter. Like <laughs> my favorite episode is like when he's dating his ex girlfriend, and then he and Dave, but like he went out to dinner for some some crime, and then she was trying to say, "You what up, Fillmore?" He said, "Girl, I took. I mean, that chicken was dry." I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Fillmore, check you out, ladies, who's out here?" He was smooth. He was very artistic. He was smart. And Fillmore was that dude where, like, he changed his life around, you know? He was the bad boy, was the tension. Like, and then he became 5 vote. Dang. He went from crime to snitching. <laughs> Dang. Hmm. I mean, Ross did it. Ross went from a CEO to a rapper, so it's okay. Mm. But um, Ross lied about it. At least Fillmore kept it a buck. So, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> ahead, um, SpongeBob. Okay. Um, Batman. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, the ultimate rifleish superhero. Okay. Yep. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna get checks. I'm gonna learn how to fight. <laughs> I'm. Gonna, <laughs> there was I'm a gonna, whole like, background story to that. That was actually interesting. Yeah, like I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get paid. I might die, but it's alright. Yeah. Might be the first anyway. black robber. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just pick a bum ass Robin though. You gotta be careful with that. Yeah, you gotta you can't you can't get Robin because they then they'll get killed by the Joker and they won't come and kill you by you know putting on some type of red costume and then all of a sudden want to shoot your family up. You know they life. won't believe that had he that he's a superhero because you know how goblin's low-key racist, man. But then again, goblin? I mean said the goblin? No, no, Gotham, Gotham is low-key oh. racist. But then again, I have to say it's not low-key. Never, but no, 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 no! I have to admit that a lot of the robbers are not black; they white people. So mm-hmm. it shows that white black people doing their thing, like they're not doing nothing. So I applaud DC for not portraying us as bad guys all the time, <laughs> depicting us as robbers. Because, like, because think about it: if they always say on the internet, if Batman was real, nobody would be buying you know weed no more. Because imagine me buying weed; I'm chilling there. Batman beat me up because I bought a whole eighth. Yo, <laughs> I'm quitting if weed. Batman was the drug dealer though. You short me, and he, and then he breaks your arm. Like, dang, Batman, it's only five dollars, bro. Like, you're like, yo, why you have to beat me up? Dang, son. Like, but he's so rich, though. Exactly. It is retarded. He's ridiculously. It's either him or Iron Man. I'm hanging out. Oh, you know who? You know who's the richest? I can probably see more Iron Man. 
Yeah, but I'm like drinking though. Iron Man's alcoholic. You know who's the richest uh, actual fictional character? Who? Scrooge McDuck. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I did hear that. I did hear that. Scrooge McDuck has a, a vault full of gold coins. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so and he swims in it. Yes. Yeah. But I don't understand how you swim in gold coins. I still, I still never He's got. So that. rich that that's... he makes things become liquid form. He's just that's. That's smooth. <laughs> smooth as fuck. That's smooth. Yeah, actually, that's. <laughs> That's smoother than the one you picked, Mr. Black. <laughs> um, so this is a couple questions that I curated just for you guys. Oh, thank you. Um Sounds fancy. College, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh so the first one here is who's your favorite male wrestler? Of all time. All time. <sighs> you put us in a box like Roddy Rich. We're gonna mm-hmm. knock it out the box. <laughs> I, yeah, I see. Last episode, got you. <laughs> um. Okay, Yali, give two. Oh, Mr. Black, sorry. Um. Of course, D'Lo Brown. Um. Because he's smooth. First, yes. first black person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. D'Lo Brown. <laughs> um. I loved I loved D'Lo Brown. Oh, Daniel Bryan, and that's two, two. Stop. That's it. Um, everyone knows Macho Man and Triple H. Trips. Trips. Yeah. Yo, when we drove past Greenwich, I had Danny <laughs> roll down the window. I was like, "Bitch, right." <laughs> Yo, and then my homeboy told us after the fact that he was that this which like. He knew where Exit Vince's house was at. I was like, yo, that information would have been very nice to know mm-hmm. 30 minutes ago. Because we already had passed it. Why would you go to his house? I can't. I can roll by Vince McMahon's house before. Yeah. Okay, guys. Um, so my two are um, The Rock wow. and Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall. Yeah. Okay. A.k.a. The Murderer. A.k.a. Yikes. Self-defense, B. <laughs> We stick it to that. Okay. Who would be your favorite female? Oh, oh, my boo Jazz. And um, second is I have to say, sad to say this, I gotta say Becky Lynch. Love her. Yo, 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 mind your business. Well, no, relax yourself. Um, (laughs) Oh my god! How do I follow up with that? Um, oh, Trish Stratus, Lita. Actually, oh yeah, I forgot that you hate. But Lita. I like Trish more than I like Lita. So there's that. We know that. that. I don't uh, want Lita dead to you. To this no, day. but the first one would definitely be China. I'm sorry. Like sorry, Ooh, no, sorry. the knife one uh, of the world. <laughs> R.P. to her. Um, but I guess I could do one past one present. Um, right now, probably. Oh, it's so hard. I don't want. I'll probably go with Sasha Banks mm-hmm. right now. Okay. Um, my past is China, and um, my present is tied between Nia Jax and Bailey. Okay. You guys. Um, who's your favorite tag team? Oh, that's easy. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's mad easy. Um. First things first, um, my favorite tag team are the Usos. I love the Us. I love what they stand for. Post painting face. And 
I think no. No, 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 no. I like them with the, the paint. I like them in general. Mm-hmm. Um, second is, I have to say, also, the New Day. Well, dang, New Day's not attacked. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can count that. They're still a tag team. Xavier <laughs> was. And, um, and my son, um, Kofi Kingston, a.k.a. Kofi. Kofi, I don't have a pun for that. You don't at all. Um, mm. Mine would be um, Legion of Doom. Mm. What a rush. Um, and then the other one, oh, Red Dragon. So those that I don't know, don't know what, who Red Dragon consists of. It's, um, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. But that was their name in the ROH days. Um, uh, mine is my present, well, it's Glowkey past now, but. Present is New Day. My um, past is the, the Dudley Boys. I was just thinking about the Dudley Boys. Just thinking about that. I remember when, what's his name? Uh, what's the black guy's name? Not uh, Devon. Devon. Devon, he, he turned into the Testify. Reverend. Oh, the Reverend. Yeah. What Yo, the he fuck the is network, <laughs> Velocity on the network. And that's all he ever did. <laughs> they only ran Devon in that entire series. I was like, what? It's like, wow. what's happening? <laughs> we all said that. Yeah. Um, if you ever get a chance, if you ever want to catch up on things, get the WWE Network. Super facts. Like, yeah. If anybody has a password and username that uh, that it's hosts free. a you know a you know pack podcast of wrestling, you know, <laughs> you guys have my email. Um, not if I inbox you. I'm not sure. I like no more. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, so who's your favorite person on a mic? Who has the the best, like, I guess, uh, dialogue skills? The Miz. The Miz. The Miz. And the way his passion, the way he's carrying himself, everything. Every time he gets on a mic, it's golden. And when you let him with no guidelines, you say, yo, Miz, go out there. He is one of the Best dudes where he could put you over, he could bury. I mean, um, he could put you over, he could bury you, resurrect you, and kill you again, all on within two minutes of his might work. He's generic. He comes real and he's raw. Like the Miz is one of those dudes where you can put him any situation on the mic, and he will excel. If you tell him, say, "Yo, Miz, I want you to sell somebody like Lars Sullivan and why he's so great." The Miz will do all his homework and make this dude look like a million bucks. The Miz, to me, is that dude on the mic that you can't play with on the mic. Even when his stuff on Talking Smack, where you felt the passion, you go, ooh. And that elevated the brand of Talking Smack. So the Miz, to me, is that dude I love hearing on the mic. Uh, Off Automatic is going to be Ric Flair. Mm. And it's just if you ever go back and just watch any old WCW Nitros, mm-hmm. when I tell you my man goes from zero to a thousand and will bring it right back to two, all in about a matter of five minutes, it's, it's, it's the best thing ever. If you ever having a bad day, listen to a Ric Flair promo. You, your day will be better. I tell um, you, I tell you, me, Gene, that I'm having a good day. Today's gonna be a cold day. He fucking elongates me, Gene. I was like, it just yeah. brings me to fucking tears. Um, the other one, like my bonus moment. We got two. Dang. 
Well, we said two. You just didn't oh, use two. Uh, well, technically, all this is supposed to be one, but whatever. We're all family here. Let's go. Oh, well, I said bonus, so technically, it's still them. Um, yeah, but go my ahead. My bonus go ahead. one would be um, actually probably Samoa Joe. Okay. And Joe, and I would say it's definitely a mixture of the TNA days and then, you know, him coming to WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe is just, he's, he, I think he's one of the best on the mic, so. And my second one is Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Bray Ooh, ooh, ooh. When he won the WWE Championship and when he hears a crowd chant, you deserve it. And that promo, he said, I got the whole damn world in my hand. Because he did. Because he was world champion. See what I did there? We did. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> matter of time. Just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We know yours, The Rock. Who else? Um, the Rock is number one for me. I, um, <laughs> when you make a word, a wrestling word, end up being in the dictionary. Yes. That is, like, amazing. Um, and a show. Number two, currently right now, is Randy Orton. Ooh, I, think he, Randall. I think he's one of the best <laughs> people on the mic, especially when he plays the bad guy. Like, it is absolutely Amazing, amazing what that man does. My honorary mention, because I have to mention, I've been watching a lot of Eddie, is Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. he's one of, the, um, one of the most underappreciated people on the mic of what he's done. Like any feud he was in, he just. Yeah, people I think like you guys were talking about um, when, when uh, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio was having that kind of like. Dominic is not my son. Whose son is Dominic's? Yeah. Oh, Eddie's. And he's, yeah, Eddie, yeah. Eddie's. Is, I, <laughs> is, obviously not Eddie's. But <laughs> yes, it is. But I remember you guys was talking about that. And I, I remembering that whole, like, storyline when I was watching them. Like, is it, is it, I don't, like, like, is it that his son? Why are they, why are they speaking about this on national television? <laughs> but yeah, it was. Yo, you made a great point. Like, watching it back now, like. <laughs> Obviously, that storyline cannot fly today's today's. How did they get away with that then? Like, people, it's just... no, 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 no. you're right. People are wild sensitive because now mm-hmm. people complain and probably protest them. But mm-hmm. honestly, that was great storytelling. Yep. Great storytelling to the point where it made sense because if that's your man's, I'm like, I'm living a wild life, which he was. And Vicky already tried to, you know, he's ready to thin nice with Vicky. Say, yo. I know they trying to have a son. You know, I don't like. I, I don't really like her. Like, don't associate her. But yo, I see that you've been eyeing her for a minute. Yo, listen. Here's you go. My son gave him a whole save file with 150 Pokemon. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. It was. It was so well done. And you watch back at it. Even like his other stuff that he's done with The Rock. China. Yeah, China. Because one of the things I always like. Look at is how people compared to the Rock when they did when they did promo back in the day, obviously. Yeah. And he, hell, he has such passion, man. Like it was a different type. It came from here. It came from yeah. the soul. Man. Latin fire. He had that Latin fire. That Latino heat, if you would, if you may say. Ooh. <laughs> I see what you, you, <laughs> I see what you did there. See what you did, Drew. My son Drew is on fire because it is his world. <laughs> and I see what you did. <laughs> Um, the shots are fired. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Let's call him a cannon. Oh. Last, um, 
the second to last question, what's your favorite match type? I know you guys had little issues with the Hell and Cell with addition additions, but you listening, listening. Yeah. That's where people actually done like, wow, you've been going deep. <laughs> Dang, Drew. Wow. Go ahead. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Match um, type. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Oh, you have to God. say it. Not, no. Say something else. So don't say that. Come on. That's my favorite match. Is it Bron Not your favorite match. Like, oh. they don't even do that anymore. Is it Bron Panties? No. 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 <laughs> my my favorite match is the Lions Den match. I love the grittiness. I love when Ken Shamrock on hard to go at it. Even the newer, the, the newer updated model. I love it. You know, it's you still kept the so Huh? Lumberjack. It's called. Was it the Lumberjack match or you no, said no, the no, Lions? No, no, no. Lions Den. Yeah, Lions Den match. I love the original one. I um the whole like the original one for me was more better, but the new one, I take it. I mm-hmm. like. I take it because the 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 new one for new edition had a great competitors and it added so song to it when it put my son Kirk Kiggles. You know, I love me some Kirk Angle. So that's my first one. My second one is. I have to say. I love three stages of hell. Like a competitor going through three different match types. They don't yeah. even do that anymore. I don't think yo, definitely don't do that anymore. Yo, <laughs> so what? So what? So what? Still my favorite. It's his favorite. Don't do that. A- yo, yo, still my favorite. Like it tests, is a real tried and true of the competitors in it. The first one ever was with Stone Cold and Triple H. To me, that was one of the, ooh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's all I gotta say. I know you can tell by my age that what I like, but, but I like what I like. You know, I grew up in a rough era. You know, listen, no one's judging you. Yeah. Um, match type. Yeah, person here match. No, I actually thought that was stupid when Sonya and What's Up Face did it. Um, it definitely would be the first one would be War Games. Um. Cause I just love growing up and I watched it and it was Dusty's baby. Um, and then I actually like literally flew to Chicago for 24 hours just to go see war games. But I also met Undertaker too. So just, it just was two, two for one on that one. <laughs> um, but war games is that, and it just was, it was a nice way to include so many different views all in one. Mm-hmm. And like, and to me, my favorite stable of all time is going to be Four Horsemen. So they were legit. Like I feel like the pillars of War Games for a period of time too. So War Games, and then I guess the bonus one would be, um, Elimination Chamber. That's my favorite. Yep. Oh, the grand set of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine is um, Elimination Chamber. Uh, that is just the most epic shit in the world. Like you can't, yeah. you can't deny that. And I really like Hell in a Cell. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I really like mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell. I don't care what nobody says. Mm-hmm. I know people have the issue with the red with the red cell, whatever. I but it. but like, it's been so many great matches that that has happened in that. So I will always like just be encompassed in a cell. With your opponent, you have to find find a way to get creative and get it over is such a beautiful thing to me. Mm -hmm. Eliminate Chamber. I remember when they first brought that. I was there. That was my first ever wrestling pay per view. Was it Series 2002? 
an elimination chamber at the garden. That's your favorite pay per view. Yeah, Survivor Series is one of my favorite big four. So yeah, that that's when they but first came out. It live, that, this must have been wild. Yeah, <laughs> it was wild because, and then on top of that, that was kind of like Shawn Michaels' road. Yep. back to the title. Yeah, and he yeah, won yeah. that night, and they confetti. They made it a whole big deal. Wear those <laughs> ugly pants, like yeah, <laughs> I loved his yeah. pants. Um. So. Okay, sorry. Uh, look at my, I had to look at my notes here. Um, last question. Um, I need a death row meal, last meal of life. I need an app. I need an entree, and I need a dessert. Wow, niggas is dying. Niggas is dying every day. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> oh, um. I have to say, for appetizer, I go with a classic, you know, um, some wings with some little celery. It had to be celery and carrots with blue cheese and ranch. So, like, it's 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 going to be my last, but it got to be from Legends Bar. Shout out to Legends Bar has some fire wings. So got to be, um, yeah, it's got to be the spicy wings from there. And my entree is, um, dang. I might as well go all out, baby. Um, it has to be shrimp. It has to be um, the shrimp. It has to be shrimp. With that, um, it has to be brio with some peaklies on there. And it got to be um, um, rice and beans, the Haitian style. It got to be from a Haitian, a Haitian woman. That has the flap right here. It has to be from her because it has a little juice to it. And with that, uh, and it has to be an end mashed potatoes with gravy. I love it. Oh, turkey gravy. Mm-hmm. And um, four yeah. slices of turkey. And boom. And for, uh, listen, it's my last meal, dogs. Okay. Got all out with a bang. So I'm out to make my belly fill. And of course, for my dessert is. Um, Strawberry cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. Wow. So you just bypassed Junior's, which is a Brooklyn, New York staple, and you just went to Cheesecake Factory. Yes, because Junior's, man, they be mad rude to me. So, <laughs> like, so you don't get my business. They mad rude. And I just feel like it, it be low-key be dirty a little bit sometimes. Like, hey, 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 hey nah. next, 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 next person. Don't make me Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's the spunky one out of the group. Um, From Fort Green. <laughs> appetizer um, will probably be mozzarella sticks. Um, really? Yeah. I know that you like mozzarella sticks. I love mozzarella sticks. Uh, see, last night every day. Yeah. Uh, do not give me mozzarella sticks for Christmas. Like, <laughs> don't do that. Um, entree would be. Um, uh, it'll probably be steak, medium. Yeah. Um, Maybe mashed potatoes. Niggers. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Niggers love their medium steak. <laughs> nah, nah, First nah, nah, all, nah. Mad niggas eat their shit like well done stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah nah, nah, nah. They gotta be medium. Well, gotta be a little bit of juice, a little bit of cooking. Yeah. So, no, so like people who like it well done are, are mega niggers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Those are mega niggas. You know, like seriously, like you have to transition. Like, yo, when we was growing up, like like fifteen, sixteen, you go, you can only go to BBQs with your friends. Exactly. So, like, that's all I would get with me steak and yellow rice, but I used to get it well done because I thought I was the shit. I was like, <laughs> and then a bitch got older and was like, no, no, and started going to real steak houses, and I was like, oh no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Like I'm either doing medium or medium well, just depending on the location. But yeah. it good. I do medium rare all the time. I like it. You're just nasty, like, and that's that. That's some Jurassic Park <laughs> shit. I don't want that. Roar! This, <laughs> this show has turned blue. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, so steak, medium, um, mashed potatoes, um, cream spinach. Um, that's, that's, the, that's the most Americanized last girl. meal. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you on. <laughs> Like you a cowboy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I almost said I almost said a side of scotch too. Shit. Cowboy as well. Yeah. Um, well, well, you was Henny, so dessert. Um, I'm not big on sweets, so it's hard. Um, what M and M's? All the fucking chocolate in the world. Milk mm. chocolate, not dark chocolate. I like, I do like men dark chocolate, but I like milk chocolate to eat. So, facts. My best friend knows me. So, I, mean, <laughs> I was thinking, I couldn't think, I was going to say junior cheesecake, but I just feel like that's generic as fuck. Mm-hmm. And there's also actually this, this dessert at Carmine's called Titanic. Yes. And it's obnoxious as fuck. So, it's like basically two brownies, ice cream. Um, bananas. It's it's like it's a Sunday type of thing, but it's huge. Um, but no, I want yeah. Hershey's. I want M Ms. I want M M&M Minis. I want all milk chocolate things. I want to feel like I'm at Hershey Park. There we go. That's dope. <laughs> what about you? Um, um, my appetizer is two empanadas and um a small side salad. Oh come on! <laughs> That's a meal, babe. <laughs> That's no, it's not, it's not a meal. That's, That's not a meal. He said, first of all, his stomach is a garbage disposal. That's not. That's not even the tip of the iceberg. And um, I really love pasta, so I'm talking a massive bowl of seafood linguine, mm. um, shrimp, lobster, some salmon in there, nice thick sauce, like just all the a little bit of spiciness on there. And this is a big, big bowl, like a massive bowl. And my um, dessert is um, chocolate mousse pudding. Mm. Chocolate mousse pudding. Not jello? Like, I like it chocolate. Like my bitches. Um, (laughs) Like my bitches. (laughs) And um, a cup of cranberry juice. Can't forget the cranberry juice. Yeah. So that's my last meal if we die. I'm to pick my Bev. Yeah, for me, it's going to be water. Oh, I want mimosas. Me and <laughs> my last meal got to be water with lime. And, and my, like, if it's my last, it got to be this or this. It may sound some ghetto-ness, but it got to be a bottle. No, 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 I'm gonna my, get that my... for you for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely it. want I want mimosas with with a splash of honey. Mm, okay, anything goes. Though. Yep. <laughs> you about to die? I'm well. Shit. Might as well. Yeah. All right. And 
that's been shots fired shots fired all right we can't go into any other part of this podcast because <laughs> we went over but uh it's like 11 o'clock now yeah <laughs> it's time to go to bed dang man i got smoke and go to sleep dang yeah. oh god i have to take care of human beings um that's in, that's top of yeah but i'm just gonna put this up here um and uh <laughs> uh there we go um <laughs> and the last thing we do here on the Drew versus the world podcast is um give your plugs anything that's coming up um give it where people can find you and all that good stuff go ahead shoot i go first again you know no, you, well, it's not about going first. It's just just go ahead. Oh, all right. <laughs> you go. Um, my name is Mr. Black. Um, you can find me on my personal page underscore Mr. Black. Drop the K. Put put a, um put two C's at the end. Please check out my show, the Mr. Black Show. Um, you can actually follow it on IG. I know I have nothing on there, but it's coming. Um, watch the Mr. Black Show. It's going to make an epic return this week. Um. Please check out our own Jabba Tears Network page and check out our Instagram page, Jabba Tears Podcast. And yeah, those are all my plugs. All right. As Mr. Black mentioned, you can follow the Jabba Tears Podcast at the Jabba Tears Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, also, subscribe to our YouTube page, the Jabba Tears Podcast, where you can find all past episodes so you can see the journey for yourself <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. Um, but you can also find us on all different audio platforms for our podcast episodes. Um, I always direct everybody to the podcast page. I don't do personally, but if you know how to find me, you know how to find me. Um, we have, um, as long as the city is open, indoor dining, we've been, we're going to do viewing parties. So we have um, one coming up for Hell in the Cell and hopefully um, for AW's Full Gear. And then the Road to Survivor Series, which is the last big four slash um, Sir Wilkins birthday celebration we do every year. Um, because his birthday is always around that time. Uh, so that's coming up soon. Um, and just trying to get some things going for 2021. Like Java Slam is still a thing, so we're gonna work on that. Um, look up for Java Slam. But we do, you know, want to do want to thank you, Drew, for having us on your show. And yes, um, once again, yes, yes, um, yes. appreciate you know all this love and support. You know, not only Drew but everyone that has been supporting Java Tears podcast from day one. So that's probably my cheap plug. So there you go. Uh, my name is Sir Wilkins of the Job and Tears Podcast. You can find me on all forms of social media. It's S-I-R underscore Wilkins. Same thing across all, all forms. And they said everything else. So love you guys. Thank you, Drew, for having us. Thank um, you. Thank, thank you, you. Highly thank appreciated. You. Thank you for reaching out. Like, this was fun. Awesome. This actually, yeah. Yeah, it's actually fun. Like, I had to have you on my show, Drew. So hit up the inbox, man. I already, already friend, friended you. You just got to accept the friend request. Um, also, um, thank you for like listening to the episodes. I didn't think yeah, yeah, facts. <laughs> facts. Like, I have to say, honestly, that was some extra mouth shit. Yeah, like, it was like, like honestly, Drew. I must say, us as collective group, this is one of my favorite interviews ever. Oh, like, you, you really did our, you really did your homework, and you really allow us to show our personalities. And thank you for the exposure. Thank you for exposing us to your audience. So. You know, like one of the things I'm and I'm doing me for every show I and every show I'm on everyone else is yo Drew, man. What you doing? I definitely, I definitely, I definitely check out your page. And I like your different array of guesses. Definitely want to steal some of them for myself. 
So yep. I'm letting you know that from now. <laughs> but ahead. Drew, man, yo, listen, you're doing, you're doing a great job. Don't ever deter what you're doing. It's obviously you have a passion for this. I feel the passion. I feel the love. Yo, keep on at it. I know the road may, may be hard because you're doing it by yourself. But the fact that you got this far, yo, King, man, keep up the great, amazing work, man. Don't let anybody tell you that you ain't dope. Because in my eyes, you're certified dopeness, man. And never let anyone see you cry. Always wear your crown. And always be black. And stay dangerous, King. Remember that. That's it. I, I should I should leave off the podcast with that, but I'm not. I'm going to leave <laughs> off with this cheesy shit that we do at the end of this podcast. And the last thing we do on this podcast is, again, but thank you so much for those kind words. And it really is, you know, definitely for some, definitely from three people who I actually admire from a podcast level and a personal level. Oh. Um, you guys have grown it from, again, grassroots. And I've seen what you guys have done in the wings. You probably don't see me seeing you, but I see you seeing you. And that's the funny thing about, you know, people growing organically is that there are people that probably have been watching you since you've begun that you don't even know who's been watching you, but there's always people watching you and understanding you. And you guys exude the exemplary like standard of how things should be done and how it should be kind of cultivated from a podcast standpoint and just a personal black relevancy standpoint. So I applaud you guys for that. And then I'm going to take you through this bullshit I'm about to tell you is that on the last thing we do in the podcast is we say the catchphrase, which is love, peace, and chicken grease. So, <laughs> so well, we're moving on. <laughs> exactly. Um, the, the good thing about love, peace, and chicken grease is that everybody can enjoy it and everybody can um, be a part of it. Doesn't care the culture, creed, or religion, or race is that love, peace, and chicken grease is unifying everybody. It's all about the world, baby. So when you get a chance, um, I don't know if you want to say it one at a time or all together, you just say the catchphrase and we'll conclude the episode. Y'all want to say it together? Let's say it together. Yeah. Right. It always works horribly together, but let's go. Next. <laughs> on three, on three. One, two, three. Love, love peace, and, and chicken, chicken, chicken grease. grease. And this has been another episode of you versus the world.